Arizona football has their staff finalized. We have a lot to get to with that. And we're going to talk some Arizona basketball and we're going to talk some Arizona athletic director. Let's get started here on Locked On Wildcats. You are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Wildcats your first listen of the day. I'm your host, Mike Luke. The show's brought to you by Game Time. All right, now, um, we have a lot to get to this show. We are going to talk some Arizona. We're going to talk some uh, Arizona basketball, but and we are going to talk some Arizona football. But first, let's talk a little bit of Arizona football and this coaching staff. The coaching staff is done, and uh, I'm, I'm totally cool with the uh, – I'm totally cool with this coaching staff. Now, uh, let's just kind of break it down position by position and uh, coach by coach by coach. Um, first, uh, on the off- offensive coordinator, Dino Babers is basically official without being official. Um, I like Dino Babers. I've always been a fan of Dino Babers. I like Dino Babers when he was here at the U of A. There was a time when I would have been all right with Dino Babers being the next head coach of the U of A. Um but uh, obviously he's not at this point. Uh, but again, I like Dino Babers. Um, he had one of the best offenses in school history. Actually, probably the best offense in school history in 1998. And again, he had a plethora of talent around him from Dennis Northcutt to a trunk candidate to Jeremy McDaniel um, on the offensive line. It was loaded as well with Yusuf Scott. Um, uh, Edwin Mulatalo. I can keep going on and on again. Trunk candidate. You had Keith Smith at QB along with or- Ortiz Jenkins, although Keith Smith was significantly better. Um, but you could also, and you had two NFL tight ends and you might say, well, Mike, you know, that's a lot of talent uh, that he had there. Well, we've also seen that some coaches don't know what to do with a lot of talent. So we got to give him a lot of credit there. Now um, let's talk a little bit about the, uh, you know, what he has with this squad. I think with Noah Fafita, with T-Mac, I think he's going to be just fine. One thing with the, like I said, one thing with the Dino Babers is I think that he's shown that he knows how to deal with talent in the past. And he's going to, uh, I think he's going to do just fine. Um, plus the other thing about him, he's also a good dude. He also, he kind of, he just kind of gets life. Dino Babers is one of those guys that just gets life. You're not going to find a lot of people that dislike Dino Babers. And, and if you do, it's probably more of a, uh, it's probably more of a uh, them issue than it is a Dino Babers issue. Like I said, he's a good dude. Um, so there is, uh, there's certainly that. Um, but like I said, I think he's going to fit in well with this team. Um, I think it'll be a multiple offense. People are asking, you know, like, what's he going to run? Is it going to be an RPO or something like that? No, I don't, like I said, I think this is going to be more of a traditional uh, back, you know, back drop back. This isn't going to be. Uh, this isn't going to be one of those things where. Um, this isn't going to be a one of those things where you're like, all right, well, we need to. Uh, um, we need to find out exactly. Uh, we need to find out exactly what. Uh, um, 
you know, uh, how they can fit into my system. There's not going to be any of that. He knows exactly what these, he knows exactly what he needs to do. And again, no Fafita and T-Mac have already proven that they know what they're doing. And the offensive line is back. The offensive line outside of Jordan Morgan is back and it is back in full. A big shout out to uh, Raymond Polito and his father, Robert, for returning. This is big for Arizona fans. This is massive for Arizona fans. Um, again, the Politos coming back is a huge, huge deal. Um, I, cause again, I think that Raymond is one of those dudes that is going to, uh, I think his upside is through the roof. Not only do I think his upside's through, not only do I think his upside is through the roof, I think that he's going to be an NFL player. So just look at that offensive line that Babers has to work with as well. From you got big Jonas Sabanea, NFL player. You've got uh, Wendell Moy, who's going to be in his third year as a starter. Josh Baker, the quarterback of the offensive line. Then on the uh, the perimeter, you got Polito. You've got Deuce and and our guy Leif Magnuson. I'm a big fan of Leif. Um, I think when there's going to be a time when Leif needs to be out there on the field, and when he be's uh, when he's out there on the field, I think that he is going to contribute, and I think he's going to be spectacular. But again, I like Dino Babers and what he's able to do with this offense. I think he is going to fit in very, very well. And like I said, too, he's just a good dude. He's an easy guy to be around. Big fan that Dino's back. All right, now, now. Uh, uh, obviously Dwayne Aquina will be the defensive coordinator. Dwayne's got a lot to work with. Um, listen, uh, let's, uh, let's work our way back. I'm assuming Takario Davis is back. I know he entered the transfer portal, but by all accounts, he will be, uh, he will be back. Um, he led the uh, conference in pass deflections last year. If he could just learn to catch the ball, he would be even better. Um, but, uh, either way, even if you don't lose Ephesians, even if you lose Ephesians, Prysock, who we are going to get to, this is still a team that uh, this is still a team where you're uh, you feel very good about the secondary. And then trading Stooks, um, obviously you like to have him at the nickel, but if you have to have him as one of the boundary corners, you're all right with that. He's a uh, he's a guy that has shown that uh, he can play. Uh, like I said, he can play some uh, really good football. He's tough. He's physical, and he likes to. And he's impactful out there. A big fan of uh, big fan of trading Stoops. And uh, real quick before we get to the safeties, Ephesians Prysock. I know that this, you know, like I said, this could happen at any time. But it wouldn't surprise me at all if Ephesians Prysock does end up coming back um, again. Every, uh, listen. Um, he's obviously seems to be a lean to Washington, but there are some people around him that are saying that, that he could definitely be back. That would obviously be a very good thing for the U of A, but then at the safety position, you got three killers. You got Gunnar Maldonado, you got Dalton Johnson, you got Genesis Smith. All three of those guys can play. Not only can all three of those guys play, they turned out to be difference makers. Um, we like that. We like difference makers. So there is that, certainly. Um, and Akina certainly uh, knows how to deal with defensive backs. He's probably the best. Uh, he's probably the best. Um, uh, he's probably the best defensive backs coach in the, maybe in college, uh, uh, maybe in college uh, football history. And if he's not, he's certainly right up there. He's going to have a blast working with all these guys. And not only is he going to have a blast working with all these guys, I think he's also – I think he's going to be rejuvenated. It's going to be fun to watch him out there working with these players. Then at the linebacker position, um, you got Jacob Manu. I think Leviticus Sua needs to be that next guy up. 
And again, that's another one. I don't see any reason why there can't be that next, uh, why he can't be that next guy up. And um, then at the line, uh, then at the uh, line or on the line, this is where you got to get, uh, you got to figure out some stuff because again, you've got, uh, you've got, uh, let's see here. Um, you know, Big Bill Norton's going to be coming back. Then you got Chubba May. Great name, by the way, Chubba May. Um, but then you lost Isaiah Ward. You might have lost Deuce Davis. So, again, you need to probably get Trey Smith in from uh, San Jose State. And not only do you need to probably get him in from San Jose State, um, you need to get a couple other guys as well. But, again, Dwayne Keenan has got a lot to work with. And we're going to talk about the head coaching position um, but or the head coaching position, what all of this means. But first, game time, game time, game time, my friends. Check it out. All right, you might say to yourself, Mike, I can't get to games. I don't know where I'm going. All of this, all this, that, and the other. Um, game time is here to help you out. Again, here's what's cool about game time. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use Locked On for $20 off your first purchase. I know people that have used Game Time. Not only do I know people that have used Game Time, they've used it for basketball tickets or they've used it for concerts. Uh, again, there's it's not it, there's a lot of different avenues for Game Time. Check it out. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats, and making this your first listen of the day. I'm your host, Mike Luke. All right, now let's talk a little bit of Brent Brennan. Um, our, Brent Brennan, you know, listen, nobody likes how Jed Fish left, but one thing we got to give Jed Fish is the Jed Fish left a lot of uh, talent here. Even if he was trying to get, even if he tried to uh, essentially bring it all with him to Washington, they said, no, Jed Fish, we will not go with you to Washington. We will stay here. And that's exactly what they've done. This is a, uh, this is a, like I said, this is a talented roster across the board. Um, especially on the offensive side, because you return almost everybody, especially at the receiver position. Um, then on top of that, you also at the, uh, you know, at the deep on the defensive backs, um, that's about probably as good a defensive back unit as there is in the country. And so again, you got a lot to work with here. This should be a team. I think on paper, this team is the best uh, team in the big 12. Um, now, again, things can obviously change. But I do believe that it's the best. Uh, I do believe that it's the best uh, unit in the Big Twelve. Um, then also I want to talk a little bit about Alonzo Carter. I think that uh, Scotty Graham was maybe my favorite coach on the entire staff, and I loved watching Scotty Graham play uh, or uh, Scotty Graham coach. He just, uh, you know, Scotty Scotty Graham just kind of got it. And I think that was what uh, just a good dude. Alonzo Carter, though, has been looking for this opportunity for a long time to be able to be that power five, uh, to be able to be that power five uh, running backs coach. He's got a great reputation as a recruiter. I'm excited to see him uh, see what he can do. Um, and he's going to have a lot of talent to work with. Now, again, probably going to add another dude from San Jose or San Jose State that uh, back up the rush for about a thousand yards and like nine, uh, at almost nine yards a carry. It feels like, but he, um, he also is the, uh, he's also the guy that, uh, um, can get the best out of him. Now I'm a big fan of uh, what speedy Luke that Ray Sean speedy Luke, 
Um, I know Jonah Coleman's moved on, but I think Speedy's ready to make this one. I think Speedy's ready to step up to the plate and say, I, Speedy Luke, am ready for this opportunity. Not only am I ready for this opportunity, um, I do think that uh, he is going to be better than a lot of people think. I think you uh, you get a lot of people that are like, well, you know, he's uh, he's only 180. You know, there's been a lot of running backs in college football at 180 that have been able to touch the ball 15 to 20 times per game. That is certainly not something that is a uh, that is certainly not something that uh, should be a uh, should be a problem for anybody. Um, DeAnthony Thomas, uh, Warwick Dunn. Again, I'm not saying that he's those guys, but you get it. Same body type, uh, speedy. The more that he touches the ball, I think it is better is for everybody. Then you got some other guys. You got your Jordan Washingtons. You got your Brandon Johnsons. And again, I think you're going to be bringing somebody in from San Jose State. Um, those are guys that I'm looking at, though, as being a breakout player. And I think that Alonzo Carter is going to have a very good time with uh, working with those guys. Um, then Kevin Green. I am a massive fan of Kevin Green. Um, and, uh, I think that Kevin green was one of those players that Kevin green should have played more. Honestly, that's just the way it is. Kevin green should have played more last year. Some wide receivers just have the ability to get open. Um, and again, I get it when you've got, uh, you got Jacob Cowing, Jacob Cowing's fantastic. I get all that. And you got T Mac. They're not coming off the field, but, and again, I get that they're different wide receiver positions. I get all that, but, uh, Montana Lamonius Craig didn't do much all year, and he basically never came off the court or never came off the field. Um, hopefully, uh, they sprinkle this around a little bit more, where you use guys like uh, where you use guys like an AJ Jones, where you use guys like a Kevin Green, uh, Malachi Riley. But Kevin Green to me is the one dude. I think you're going to see him get seven, eight hundred yards this year. And again, I think he and Speedy Luke are going to be big time breakout performers. Um, Dino Babers has a lot of uh, a lot of t uh, players to work with here. Kean Burnett is another one. I think Kean Burnett's going to be the starting tight end. And keep in mind, Kean Burnett, um, um, Kean Burnett uh, said uh, Kean Burnett basically was the uh, the dude who um, he should have been the uh, Kean Burnett. You know, he was kind of the one that made all of this. He was the first one to commit, and he was really really good. Obviously. Big fan of uh, him. I think that uh, Tanner McLaughlin probably going to play in the NFL. But one thing I will say is that Kean is that dude who Kean is that guy who probably has a little bit more talent. And again, Dino Babers has shown that he knows how to use. Uh, Dino Babers has shown that he knows how to use tight ends. I mean, he used that here at the U of A. We'll find out. But again, those are some real, those are some nice breakout performers that I think that uh, Arizona has on the offensive side. And then on the defensive side, it's going to be fascinating. Leviticus Sua is one guy that I think has a real opportunity to break out. And not only does that th do I think he has a real opportunity to break out, I think that he could be kind of an all-conference type dude if he gets everything going. Because towards the end of the year, you started hearing coaches, uh, you started hearing coaches say that uh, mentioning Sua nonstop, um, and that is a good thing because you know he he is a uh, he's a player that uh, he's a player that I think uh, we should all uh, we should all be uh, in intrigued by. But again, uh, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of established talent on this team. But not only is there a lot of established talent on this team. Um, there's a lot of players that it's going to be interesting to see 
Brett Brennan and how he he goes about uh, Brett Brennan and how he goes about utilizing this because again there's there's a lot of there's a lot of talent a lot of un unlooked at players. All right, now we're going to get into a little bit of Arizona basketball, my friends. Arizona basketball. All right, here's where we're at with Oregon State, Arizona, and Oregon State. Kylan Boswell shouldn't be starting anymore. Um, listen, I know he was a five star kid. I know that he played well, but Kylan Boswell is. And again, I'm sure he's a great kid, so this is nothing personal. But Kylan Boswell is essentially useless. Um, he's not shooting well. Uh, and defensively, he's not doing it either. He just isn't uh, – he just doesn't look good. And not only does he not look good, he's just uh, – he's he's kind of a – you know, he's kind of a roadblock out there. I mean, that's the best way that I can put it in that he's just not doing anything. Um, and I do think that uh, he probably thought that he was going to be off to the NBA at some point. Well, uh, maybe he will be at some point, but that won't be now. Um, Jane Bradley's just better at basketball. Um, not only is Jane Bradley better at basketball, um, he just, he can provide, uh, he can provide a, uh, he can provide something where he can um, he can just do things again that uh, Kylan Boswell can't do. Um, but uh, and I think that uh, I think right now um, he's got to be that guy. And I would also like to see KJ Lewis be that sixth man. And not only would I like to see him be that sixth man, I'd like to see him uh, start to get 25, 28 minutes per game. Listen, I know Tommy Lloyd likes to play certain players. I get all that. I know that he's got a loyalty to certain guys, but we're also kind of at the stage now too, where we're this far along in the season and you can't be playing guys just to play guys. I think that's a, that, you know, I think that's a little bit of an issue that we're uh, certainly seeing right here. And, um, uh, I think that's, uh, I think that's, um, kind of where it's at. Um, all right. Now, Let's talk a little bit about um, now. Let's talk a little bit about uh, FanDuel because then we're going to get into a little bit more Arizona athletics. But first, FanDuel. All right, check it out, FanDuel. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment right now. New customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started. There's nothing. Um, there's nothing that, that is more enjoyable than actually um, than let's be honest here, betting on games that you actually have an interest in. Um, and FanDuel is here for you, my friends. Um, not only is FanDuel here for you, FanDuel, you know your money is good. Because again, a lot of times I think you put money in, you're like, eh, is this money really good or not? FanDuel says it is good. Check it out. FanDuel.com slash locked on. All right. Thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats. I'm your host, Mike Luke. All right. But again, you got to start getting some of the, uh, you know, I do understand that uh, there is politics in play, but Arizona's got to figure out what they're going to do because you can't just keep playing. You can't just keep playing players just to play players. And that's what uh, has been essentially the case with Boswell. He just hadn't been that good. I would start Bradley, but again, I'm not just starting Bradley in the second half. I would start Bradley to start games. That's where you need to, uh, that's where you need to uh, what you need to do with him, in my opinion. Um, and then after that, 
Uh, I think uh, KJ Lewis got to be the sixth man. Not only does KJ Lewis need to be the sixth man, um, I think you got, like I said, I think you got to be playing him 25, 28 minutes a game. The game against Oregon is going to be a real tell, uh, telltale sign because Oregon is good. And not only is Oregon good, Oregon, you could make the case, is more talented than Arizona. They're big. They're big across the board. And they defend and they got guys that can get downhill. You need, I would like to see, uh, like I said, that's going to be a real test for uh, Arizona. You saw against ASU where Oregon uh, was down five at the half and then they outscored ASU 302 in the second half. There, that's, you know, that's what they can do. So again, that's where we're at there. All right. Now I want to talk a little bit about the Arizona athletic director position. Um, Dave Hickey, I believe did a very good job as the Arizona athletic director. Um, I think that uh, he was forced out essentially due to political reasons. And I think that most people can see that this audit that was supposed to come out. It's weird how it never, uh, nothing really came out. And if you watch the uh, board meeting, they certainly weren't overly, uh, concerned about it. This is a, this is a Bobby Robbins problem where we're at now. Um, Bobby Robbins has done a lot of things when it comes to the uh, financial mismanagement of the university of Arizona that he, I think he accused Dave Hickey of from the online school that didn't work um, to essentially just giving kids that couldn't get into UC Davis uh, academic, uh, you know, freebies and whatnot. It just hasn't worked out. And not only has it not worked out, um, he, uh, you know, he's throwing people under the bus now. And I don't like that. Again, Dave's a good dude. And let's be honest, Arizona's got a top 10 basketball program with a hire that Dave Hickey made and a football pro top 15 football team and a top 15 football team coming back. Also, when Jed Fish, uh, uh headed off to the Pacific Northwest, Dave Hickey worked, and within 72 hours, Dave Hickey was ready to go. Dave Hickey had his guy, and they were able to keep the roster in check. So, again, um, Dave Hickey, to me, was a casualty of war, but let's be honest here. Dave Hickey was not the one that deserved to be uh, let go here. That would be the one that was probably above him. Again, you hate to see good things happen to good or bad things happen to good people, and Dave Hickey is a good dude, and he did a good job here. Um I think we're going to find out over time that this was something where President Robbins was looking to essentially cover himself. And you had the union that um, wanted a cut to sports. And not only did they want to cut to sports, they were uh, they were just looking for blood and uh, President Robbins uh, obliged. So we'll be talking more about that. But like I said, for Arizona basketball, this is an absolutely huge performance or a huge game coming up against Oregon. Again, I think right now Oregon is the best team in the conference. I don't look for that to continue all the way, but I do think that this is going to be a, a very tough, uh, a very tough game for Arizona, especially in Eugene. So that's kind of where we're at um, now. So we're going to talk about that now next week. We got a lot of Arizona football to get to. I would expect I would expect some commits to start trickling in. And then not only would I expect some commits to start trickling in, I would also expect Arizona to uh um, I would also expect the offensive coaches and defensive coaches to start talking a little bit about how they view uh, certain players on this team, how they want to utilize them. And uh, I think that's kind of, uh, it's going to be fun. And like I said, there's a lot of breakout performers and we're going to find out very, very quickly what kind of coach Brent Brennan is because, you know, as much as uh, it's kind of a bummer how Jed Fish left, 
you got to give it the Jed Fish. There's a lot of talent uh, here left over, and I would expect guys like Takario Davis to come back as well. But as always, very, very much appreciate you guys making Locked On Wildcats your first listen of the day. Um, have a great uh, rest of your Friday and have a very safe weekend. Have a good time. And I'm your host, Mike Luke. Bear down, back the A, and we will be back with you on Monday. You have been listening to the Locked on Wildcats podcast.